0: This is Samuel Lee and this is Underground Oculus. Welcome to Underground Undergroundopolis, everybody. Tonight, my guest been at it for quite a while now. This fan has; they've been through quite a bit. They've come; he's come on, to agreed to, to share their incredible story with everybody. And I'm really happy to have him. I'm just going to go ahead and bring him right on. I'm not going to. Oh yeah, well, I'll, I'll plug in open my Kentucky Dundee Tavern every Wednesday night. 2224 20, Dundee Road, Louisville, Kentucky. Every Wednesday night, seven to ten. I'll go ahead and just plug that in because I always do. All right. I'm going to go ahead and bring them on. Tell us who you are, where you're from.
1: Uh, I'm Travis Parker. I play with the muscles. Uh, We're from Taylorville, Illinois.
0: that close to Champaign?
1: Yeah, it's fairly close. Uh, It's closer to uh, Springfield, Illinois, or capital, state capital. Right. 25 miles south of there, but it's close to, yeah, Decatur, Bloomington, Champaign, Springfield area. Right in, be- thinking, right in the dead center of the state, pretty much.
0: I was thinking I heard of it. I lived in Terre Haute for a while,
1: but that's probably yeah. not close. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. yeah I, I'm familiar with it. Yeah. We're in between, right, right in between St. Louis and uh, Indianapolis and well, about, yeah. <laughs> just, just about as far away uh, from those two places as Chicago. So we're, we're dead smack in the middle of three pretty decent sized cities.
0: Tell, tell me how the muscles got together.
1: Well, I had been playing in a band called Hot Rock Gasket for about ten years, and then i uh I took a job uh driving a truck, which left me with only time to practice on on weekends and the The other two guys didn't think that were gonna was gonna work out too well, so that kind of just dwindled off over the the first year that i started my job to the point where we really weren't doing anything at all for nearly the whole year or so. was expressing an interest in playing drums and so we've been talking about it on and off here and there you know and so one day we're at a at an aldi's we're dirt, dirt poor at the time and uh she brought this uh this dvd she found in the bargain bin it was a, a drum tutorial and it was like two bucks i think so isn't real good you know it's not going to help her much but you know it's two bucks uh so what the hell so we bought this thing and uh took it home and i looked it over it came with an instruction booklet a dvd and it looked pretty good actually so i set her up with the computer and uh put the dvd in um over by the drum set i had a couple drum sets at the time and uh just kicked it on for her and she she went from there on her own and within two weeks she had the entire thing uh, down pat and it was it was pretty extensive so um, you know I heard her playing I thought you know she's kind really really good and I her meter was excellent which was a big big deal to me and she was just seemed to be a natural um, at doing it so I I just plugged my guitar in and said okay you know see how you do playing with somebody and it's a going along with this uh this tutorial and she just immediately took right to it and so i called one of my bass player friends over and and we just kind of quickly wrote a song real quick just to see how she would do um writing her own thing right off the top of her head you know And, and it it just went really well and so i got a couple other friends uh guitar player josh foyle and uh my other friend, uh, Brandon McLeod played bass and, uh, we just started writing songs. So like the first two songs we wrote, I recorded them on a little home recording studio thing. And, uh, I, uh, pretty much just recorded it. So we would have something to listen to, listen back to, see how we were doing, you know, just kind of get outside of ourselves to, hear it from a different perspective rather than playing it. we kind of just sit back and listen to it and get a better view of it or listen to it. And so uh, Jill had snuck off and put those two songs on YouTube uh, against my wishes. And um, eventually uh, a promoter or a booking agent for the Effingham Performance Center in in Effingham uh, heard it and uh wanted us to come play uh it's a it's a pretty big theater it's about 1500 seater so we did a few shows there did a few in st louis which i was familiar with playing with from a previous band and did a few local um and then uh before we knew it uh we were getting a call to open up for jackal and Uh, so yeah and that that kind of got to be a a bit of a mess between the the, the booking agents, the, the owner of the the uh, venue, uh, their managers, and, and it was just a little bit of a mess. So another bank kind of went over everybody's head and, and weasel us out of that deal. But uh, the owner of the, the venue really liked us and the, and the booking agent liked us, so they – that it was pretty much sold out crowd and uh, things just really took off like crazy from there so that's pretty much the beginnings of our of our band how long have you been doing this what how many years well this band's been around for since 2012 Distortion and played clean and slowed everything down and, uh, uh gave it a little bit, a little bit more of a rock and roll kind of southern rock twang to it, I guess. And, uh, it went over pretty good. So, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm sure we would have got, uh, kicked out of there pretty quickly if we had played our, our, our original set. So, <laughs> but it turned out well. Played with the digits there and, and then, uh, the band kind of dissolved after a while as, thing you know Mm -hmm. you know i took off to st louis to play with uh uh, our drummer actually lived in st louis so i i moved to st louis and started playing with his band and it it had to reform a couple times but uh we had a good probably five or six year streak and uh played with basically all my heroes everybody i i was you know my my punk rock bane so all my punk rock heroes are lucky enough to open four and did really well. Um, things, you know, typically with bands, like something falls apart eventually, but same thing happened with that. It just kind of dissolved and, uh, I moved back home and, uh, played for 10 years with Hot Rock Gasket, a band I'd started. Or actually, it, it kind of formed from another band with all friends of mine that uh, I grew up with and, uh, we're playing while I was in college and or got started playing while I was in college and during the time I was in St. Louis. So by the time I moved back, they were all doing pretty well. And, um, I joined with them and then made a few movements with the band members. And, uh, and then it did pretty well for a pretty long time, about 10 years. And then once that dissolved, we, we started up, uh, still be the muscles,
0: which is yeah. a great band name, by the way. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah that was actually uh we took that name from uh on advice from a friend of ours he he suggested that and uh it, it just stuck it was too good so i <laughs> we just went ahead and went with it and uh yeah the people knew her as good, guilty jill more than anything for <laughs> for a long long time well in 2018 she she split uh with the band we were having quite a bit of a turmoil um after we did the this uh show at the with Brett Michaels uh there was uh, quite a bit of pressure to uh to do some big shows we really really weren't quite ready to be doing that kind of thing i don't think i mean i mean we were really really close to it and i think we could have um but we had lost our guitar player at that time he had moved to to indianapolis actually for a job and so replacing him one takes a while, and then once you get them, you know, it takes about six months to get them really worked in there good, uh, I mean, real good. And so by the time wow. those six months expire, there's you realize, hey, this is going to work out for some reason or another. It's either a personality thing or a job thing or, you know, a transportation thing. It, it's just one thing or another. And so we just went one bearing member after another for for years. And it was getting really, really frustrating and that there was just a lot of pressure to, uh, to get something going. And with my job and the time we had to do it, it was it, in some of the shows we were actually doing here and there. Uh, it just was a lot of, uh, a lot of stress and a lot of pressure. And, and I was feeling it too, actually. And I was thinking to myself, we should probably take a break and uh, give ourselves a good rest and, and then come back to, to working on things. But I think it got the better of, of my, uh, my wife, uh, and she just, uh, up and quit and moved, moved off too. And so, um, there, it was very odd. She didn't talk about it, didn't really explain much. She just kind of left. And so, it, uh, we were all pretty hopeful that maybe, uh, once she was gone for a while, that things would settle down with her, and she'd want to come back. And so, about a year later, she had moved back, and I, I wasn't for certain that she, she would ever want to start playing again with us. But uh, before we had a chance to find out or or give it some more time to even talk to her or approach talking to her, um, she got in a car accident and, uh, and passed. So that really was very upsetting to all of us, of course um, and and it just added more pressure to find another you know another band member, which was she was pretty critical to our band um, but we ran through probably three drummers, I think, and uh some of them were pretty good. Um, you know, they, they played the songs, but uh, there was just something about the feel of them. And the, I don't know how to explain it necessarily. There's There was just a feeling to the way she played. And she had kind of an unorthodox way she wrote things. I mean, she didn't write things like a typical uh, school taught drummer would do, you know. And so it was very unique what she did. We threw a lot of them off, but they, they'd get it down. It, it just didn't feel the same, so uh, we were pretty, uh, never quite happy, but, you know, we were, we were trudging along. And so um, I contacted Jill's niece, who had played drums for quite a long time. In fact, she'd have been playing for about, I don't know, 15, 20 years, I think, by the time I tried to get a hold of her. Um, she'd been playing, in or she was playing in another band, actually, they weren't really doing a whole lot so uh i thought well maybe she might want to uh, hook up with us um, you know we still had quite a few good opportunities uh, and and maybe she might be interested in that you know so i approached her about it initially she she just didn't want to leave the band she was in out of the you know some some loyalty issues i think and i'm, I'm sure she liked what she was doing and everything but I think a lot of, a big part of it was some loyalty she felt to the band she was in. But uh, they they were kind of having issues of their own, so she finally decided that she was going to go for it and come play with us, and it, it, immediately it was it was like playing with Jill again. So it was very strange, actually, and, and very cool, <laughs> because uh, no one, none of the other drummers, even though they were, very good drummers. They just didn't uh they had a feel to them for some reason. I can't really put my thumb on it, but it just wasn't the same. So um it's odd that Jill's niece of all people <laughs> um, she 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 did it. It was just like playing with Jill again. It was very strange. Must be in their jeans or something. So we're really, really uh, super happy to have her playing uh, we got a lot of confidence playing with her. That we didn't have with a, with a lot of these other players, and so and actually with the the lineup we have now is our original lineup except for Till. We had gone through guitar players, bass players, you know, just seemed like nonstop for years, probably five or six years almost. And so now that we're all uh back together and with Terry playing. Uh, it's it's just like it was in the beginning so we're pretty pretty happy to get things fired back up again and uh start doing some shows and some recording and start taking up some of the opportunities we had in the past a lot of them kind of dissipated but there's still some of them there and we built up a lot of good contacts so
2: are you a smoker or a past smoker did you know how tough it is to quit having nothing to do with your hands constantly be and for that cigarette or vape that's why you got to check out fume fume is the natural inhaler designed for a better safer and natural way to quit cigarettes it's a no smoke no vape and no nicotine replacement for the hand-to-mouth habit of smoking fume handcrafts wooden inhalers and uses cores infused with plant oil studied to curb cravings they have flavors like peppermint and conquer with minty notes to stimulate menthol cigarettes and other flavors like cozy chai lemon berry bliss for a sweeter experience and all of their flavors are 100% natural no harmful chemicals no artificial flavors and absolutely no nicotine they also have that minty throat hit that everybody likes quitting is tough but fume can really help they've got thousands of five-star reviews from smokers who have tried it everything else that this worked. since there is no smoke or vapor cloud you can use fume anywhere anywhere there's nothing they can do about it For somebody like me that flies all the time and being able to use fume in the air and in the airport is a huge difference maker. Whether you're a smoker or an ex-smoker who still struggles with cravings, fume is the perfect tool for you. Head to breathefume.com and use the promo code ROB to save 10% off your entire order. That's 10% off your entire order when you head to B-R-E-A-T-H-E-F-U-M.com and use the promo code ROB. That's me.
1: You're part of the Black and Blue Records outfit. Yeah, I, uh, that just kind of happened, uh, I don't know, I guess through friendships. Uh, the band I was in at St. Louis, we played with uh, without MF Order for, you know, off and on for years. And then, of course, when I moved back to Taylorville, uh, we were still friends with, or I was, I was still friends with uh, Greg and Crash from the band mainly. And, you know, they're on uh, on with Black and Blue. And, uh, um, Greg was always telling me to, you know, yeah, you just give them a call and, and, uh, see about, you know, working with them to, uh, to do something. And, uh, at the time, you know, I knew we didn't really have, things were just a little chaotic and I didn't want to, you know, get involved with them until we were more stable and for their sake. And so, uh, anyway, we ended up, uh, you know, and I always bumped into to Jesse or Peter and, um with those, Playing with uh, Greg and those guys all the time, we just you know uh, with Jesse and Hog Brothers, they'd they'd be on the lineup a lot, so uh, we were all familiar with each other on on a personal level, and then it just kind of evolved into you know getting a couple songs on on a compilation. They they you know put our name out there on their their uh, Facebook pages and their their website and stuff, so that all helped us quite a bit get our name out nationally. So that that was really nice. And the, the compilation has had a lot of issues. I'm sure you're aware of that. <laughs> it's been going on for quite some time. And, uh, but apparently the new vinyl uh, album is supposed to come out here soon. Yeah. And Dave Stein got us, uh, got us hooked up with uh, a movie he was producing with, uh, Genevieve Rossi called attack of the killer chicken. So our, uh, one of our songs is briefly in that. And, uh, Apparently I don't I haven't heard a word yet, uh for quite a while, but they were talking about making a an actual soundtrack uh to release in addition to the movie. So I'm um, I'm hoping that happens and that our our song will be on that. But I haven't I haven't heard for quite a while. I might touch base with, with Jesse this weekend at the festival actually.
0: Yeah, I can't wait to see you guys actually. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it looks sounds like it's gonna be really fun. Go ahead. For
0: those for those listening you talk about for the music. Music at Art yeah. Festival of Berea, Kentucky. And right. by, by the time this airs, it's already over. <laughs> right, right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, th- th- for all the people that didn't go, they're going to miss it. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, I've, I've had several of the artists on already. John. Yeah, I, I, I
1: was really worried that uh, I wouldn't get that Sunday uh, free to, uh, to be able to stay. And I was going to have to rush over there and do the show and rush right back. But it looks like now I'm gonna be able to come and hang out on Friday night and Saturday night, and uh, maybe sleep off a hangover on Sunday, and then take the off back for home. <laughs> I was
0: gonna bring I was gonna bring up Attack of the Killer Chickens because you you know of course Jesse and the Hog Brothers are in it, or or at least a couple of them, a couple of the Hog Brothers and Jesse are in it. They get literally get killed by chickens.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We uh, my bass player Brandon and I. Uh, we, we went to the premiere in, uh, in New Jersey and I had to fly into, uh, LaGuardia and then, uh, make our way from <laughs> buses and trains. And I mean, just, it, it was quite the journey to get, get from LaGuardia just to the theater to, to go to that premiere. Uh, <laughs> and we flew out of Chicago. So by the time we had left, uh, Taylorville, Illinois to Chicago to get on a plane to get to LaGuardia to get off the plane to go through all that, that mess you know, getting off the planes and on them, and then, and then through all the subways and the buses and everything. It, and then as soon as the, that premiere, and and we had a great time at the premiere. It was awesome. I was met a lot of great people. And got to finally meet uh, Dave uh, Stein in person and Genevieve Rossi in person and, and the cast and everything and, and uh, do the red carpet thing. It was pretty neat. So but as soon as that was over, uh, we had to just bolt right out of there and go catch the last train back over <laughs> Out of New Jersey back to New York. So, uh, my, uh, my bass player and I were up for 60 hours straight. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it was, it, you know, it didn't seem too bad until the flight back because we were so busy running around trying to get places that it, it, you just didn't really think about how tired you were, but, um, yeah, we got all the way back. I had to go straight back to work when we got back also. So yeah, I had to drive to Kansas City, uh, as soon as I got back. Um, so I think I got up at nine o'clock on Friday and went to bed at nine o'clock on Sunday night. So it was, uh, it was pretty rough. It took quite a, quite a bit of time to recoup from that. Well, I bet it was fun though. I'm sure we will get it.
0: Let me ask you a little bit, change direction subject here. What your favorite, Muscles or Filthy Jill and the Muscles. Your what's your favorite filthy Jill or
1: or the Muscles show that you played? Probably the top three, uh the 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 Brett Michaels one was definitely a good one. There was, you know, as a we had played that theater quite a few times but it it wasn't with any uh major acts or anything, not real major acts, you know. They were just kind of low level. Good bands. But, you know, they just had establish that kind of notoriety like brett michael said but uh you know i'd been playing for well over 20 years at that point and i i i was nervous the first time i ever played and i was never nervous after that i i played to a crowd of maybe 600 people once before and uh in st louis and 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 no nervousness or anything but uh standing on the side of the stage when the the uh owner of the venue was making announcements about the upcoming shows and theater performances and stuff. Um, you know, it's a it's a huge stage, really huge. And on the on the sides there's these big black curtains and you're in the dark back there. No one can see you back there, but you can see out. And you can see this huge crowd of people and I, I started to get nervous. <laughs> I wasn't nervous until we were right he was right about to announce this. And and I was really kind of freaking out a little bit. I was like, I don't I don't know how I'm going to do this now because I can't get myself to calm down. So anyway, the uh, the booking agent, uh, you know, he let us out there and was standing by with us there at the side of the stage where they're doing all this. And uh, he looked back at me, and I, I think he could tell that I was nervous. So he came over and cracked a joke to me, and, and it just immediately snapped me out of it. So. Uh, i was I was fine after that I, I just for a brief moment i got pretty nervous but it was a it was a really neat experience uh playing all those people and you know 250,000 watts of power and their and their sound system was pretty cool too so <laughs> i really enjoyed that and but other than that um you know we've played with toxic reasons they've been around for a long time they're they're based out in Indianapolis now but uh you know, they, they did really, really well years and years ago. Uh, they're, you know, toured Europe and the States quite a bit and play with all the, the old school legendary bands. And, uh, they've helped us out quite a bit. We played with them in St. Louis and, uh, their drummer, JJ Pearson, uh, he had a side band that we played with in, uh, Indianapolis at the Melody Inn. So that was a pretty good one for us. And then just playing the Melody Inn period, Um uh, we played there a couple times and it's just, uh, the, just amazing venue, and the whole scene there is very, very supportive, very creative, very talented people all over that, that scene. And uh, I think it's just best, the best scene in, in the Midwest that I can tell. Um, I love it there. So I think we're going to be back there in in November, if I'm not mistaken. I can't remember which month it is. I booked it quite a while back. But um, I think in November we're supposed to play there again.
0: Where at Melody in. Yeah.
1: I love that place too, man. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 awesome. And Rich Barker and Greg Brenner, they're they're just super nice guys. Very professional. You know, they they're I think they're they're pretty much kind of the heart of that scene. Um, you know, they're the first two guys you kind of see out of that whole scene. Anyway, it seems like they're doing the the punk rock night live, and you know, booking the shows at at the Melody Inn for punk rock night. I think. uh you know, they, they kind of set the, the lead for everybody to have a good time and, and with their professionalism and everything, I think that, that kind of just pervades through that whole that whole crowd and that whole scene in, in that area. So it's it's really neat to see, too, because uh, it's really more along the lines of the scene that we had in uh, St. Louis, except a little more professional. <laughs> but we had a great scene in St. Louis at one time. It just kind of pretty much died off. But it's nice to see that still going going strong and going uh really well in uh in what would you say the most personal muscle song to you is uh see this couple um i think a uh, blackout girl was somewhat personal in a way that um uh, jill my my wife was was amused for i guess uh, she really 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 had a rough uh childhood an extremely abusive childhood actually all pretty much all the way until her and i got together um and so not that this song was necessarily about her in particular but it 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 inspired that whole song and uh when we put it out uh, it was such a horrific recording the very the first recording we did Got a lot of feedback out of that, uh, and it related to a lot of people. And uh, Jill was always, you know, the person on, on the social media end of things while I was working. She was doing that kind of thing. So, but she, we were always together, her and I, literally like 24 7. So, she was always by my side while she was doing that stuff, and she'd always let me know what was going on. I remember uh, her reading me messages and texts that she had got uh, about that song from, from just tons and tons of people that said they related to it so that I, that was one of my favorite ones
0: i'm actually starting to run out of time you got, got anything you want to plug in before we wrap it up
1: um no not right offhand i could think of uh we're gonna do uh make a couple more okay. recordings hopefully this year and uh and hopefully another video um you, you can catch uh our last video uh kisses for the girls um on YouTube. Um, other than that, we're going to record a couple more songs, hopefully before the end of the year and get maybe one or two more videos out before the end of the year. And, uh, eventually we're going to compile all these onto, uh, onto, uh, an album. Uh, so it'll be just, uh, you know, like a singles compilation for us. And, uh, but other than that, uh, you know, we're just, uh, getting our studio, um, renovated and, uh, recording when we can and doing shows when we can and hopefully we'll have a some sort of something people can take home and keep.
0: Clover Creek bastards, and here's your joke of the week. What do you call it? Hippie without a girlfriend. I don't know
2: what. Homeless. <laughs>